Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Sunday. Hope you're doing well. Let's see. Still working on the money game and all that other stuff I've talked about before. And the convention game, which is Mutant Futures, got me to think, and this goes back all the way to Gamma World 2, is how far back, how far back did society fall apart to become the present post-apocalyptic world it is now? That has always been left up to the game master to decide, because you can go anywhere from like, I don't know, 100 years into the future to... 2,000 years or more, which each era kind of has its own problems and advantages. If you go into like near future, like say 100, 200 years, you still have the stuff you have now, only it's broken down, which is okay. But most people like to put the post-apocalyptic time somewhere like after the, say, the 23rd century or something, so you've got futuristic stuff to play with. And I know it doesn't, well, it can matter, if you want to make sense, because you see these post-apocalyptic worlds where, yeah, it's from the far future, and it's after the end, and all that, but the stuff that's still hanging around is still from, like, the 20th or 21st century. And you wonder, what's the half-life of a, I don't know, automobile or even a hammer or something like that. You start questioning the logic and some people that pulls them out of the suspension disbelief. Me, it doesn't because people, they turn around and say, well, it's a gonzo game. You know, you're just playing with what you, you think should be there, which is true. But some people like to have a little more logic than that. Fortunately, I don't, because I've seen too many things like, say, Thunder of the Barbarian. I, I don't, he said, it said in the 1980s that happened. So assuming he, it's like, say, no more than 50 years into the future. Yeah, you have all that stuff, but you also, they said it brings back magic and super science. What super science? unless it's a different timeline of a different earth timeline from our earth that they discovered. I know we had nuclear power and all this other stuff, but some of the stuff I see on there, I'm going, Hmm. Hmm. Was there even, you know, that back then? So, you know, you got to question a little bit of it. Unfortunately, I always take the MST three K out of it. (laughs) I always take the MST three K excuse of don't think about it too hard. Just relax, enjoy it, and play. So I don't think real hard about it because I notice in the in the like Gamma World, Meet and Future, all those other books, they treat old things like artifacts. They call them artifacts, and to me, that's code to the game master for don't give them any unless it's every once in a while or a plot point. Don't give them any of those things, and I think that's wrong. I think that's wrong because I, you know, I like the idea of armor made out of a stop sign or a blade, a a sword made out of oh I don't know, uh, 
a pick as the handle or something like that. And, you know, that kind of thing. I, I like mixing the time. Once it comes, see, to me, after the end, when society breaks the apocalypse happens, after the end, all bets are off. There could be things buried in the sand. There could be things from that time that still work barely. There could be still energy sources that they can do. I mean, you've always got, if you go back to medieval times, you know, you've always got like water power and even human power. Uh, Remember Soylent Green where they would power their electricity with a stationary bike that they would they would they would pedal for like an an hour or so a day so they have enough electricity that kind of thing those things can still happen you can still have power and they could probably figure out a way to power cells like batteries and things like that now one of my semi favorite movies i say semi because i don't enjoy the whole thing but there are parts of it i like is the movie Things to Come. I believe this was nineteen forty something something or other. I don't have the I don't have the timeline on it or I don't have the year on it. But it was directed by William Cameron Menzies and the script was actually by H. G. Wells. And basically it's an allegory. It takes place pre war pre World War II and what would happen aside from the Nazis attacking and getting their butts kids kicked five years later. But it's it's like it, it just totally whatever it was, it totally decimates society and you have the post apocalyptic. That's the first act when all that happens. The second act is after the end. And this tin they take one section and it's with this one guy who's the boss. It's the same guy, not the same guy, but it's this guy who basically makes himself a ruler and they have, you know, a police and guard and, you know, that kind of thing. And this super scientist shows up in this flying wing. And apparently they have an organization called Wings Over the World where all the scientists around the world got together to make the place a better place. He just hasn't got the new, he didn't get the memo yet. And so they have to deal, he gets captured. He has to deal with that, this, that, and the other thing. And then it moves on to the third act, which is like, 50 years, 100 years in the future where everything's futuristic and everything's wonderful and then there's still people complaining. I think it's uh, I think the third act is funny because you've got this this basically idyllic utopian type world and the first scene you see is this guy who is an artist, painter, sculptor, whatever, complaining about it. And it just I just look at it and shake my head and say, there are always gonna be people like that. There's always gonna be people. Anyway, it's it's a pretty good movie and I like the I like the look of it and everything like that. I found the first and the third part kinda you know, kinda boring. But the second part is what you want to see if you're doing Gamma World or Mutant Future, how they did it after the end. Because they take the same English village and it's twenty thirty three or whatever the heck years, and they're doing stuff like using using automobiles as carts. And things like that. And whatever they scrounged, they used. Buildings are built, been jury, jerry-rigged and rebuilt best they can. This guy's walking around like some tin pot dictator or, or banana republic president or something like that with his wife and all this other stuff. You got the... And it's just... It, it's, it's great. For, to me, that's 
Gamma World. That's the mutant future right there. Oh, there's no mutants. You just don't get the mutants. Because you got to understand, the, if you're going to do the, the thing, you, you know, if you're going to, you're going to put mutants in there because that's the way the game is. But that's a really good example of what could something look like in the near future and possibly the far future if you do it right. Now, I've got a convention coming up and the main bad guys are the scientists who have been woken from wherever they went to sleep before the end. And they woken and they just think mutants are an abomination and they're trying to make, they're trying to eradicate them. Absolutely eradicate them. And they, so they're the, the main bad guys of the piece. And so I'm tasked now with coming up with this organization and how they work and such. And that's why I made it, that's why, that's why people, that's why I, along with other people, put the future, the post-apocalyptic future in further than, say, 100 years from now, say, in the next century or something like that. So you'd have the possibility of super science and things like that. Now, they were frozen. They were put to sleep with in, like, bunkers with all their scientific equipment and blah, 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 blah. So they got kind of a leg up on everybody on this. They create these abominations called pumpkin heads that go out and do their bidding. And because, it shows you how hypo, what kind of hypocrisy they have is they're using these pumpkin heads, which they create, which are technically mutants, and they also capture mutants, and they don't destroy, don't destroy all of them. They take the ones that have, like, mental powers and use them for their nefarious schemes because they're basically working for this group called the Green Circle, which is a bunch of... Uh, bunch of city-state dictators and kings and what have you that are trying to take over the United States and the rest of the world. And so they're like their science. It's like what AIM used to, in, in Marvel, what AIM used to be for Hydra before they broke off. It's like their science section. But they're, but the clock, they're called the clock watchers. The clock watchers are independent, semi-independent from this group. They just do their research and stuff. So anyway, it's your decision on where you want to put it where you want to put the the after the end and i don't see why stuff from like now could survive somehow some way maybe buried for millennia or maybe there was an old museum that had stuff in there that's all you know they break in and they find the stuff etc 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 you just use your own justification or don't use a justification i don't use a justification they're just there my my PCs drive around in a one of those telephone trucks, you know the ones that they have the the crane on them so they could work up on high, up on on the the wires and stuff and the poles. They have those, and that's part of the thing. So you know, make of it what you will. But I'm going to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk about this or anything else, you can drop me an email over at oldmangrognar at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail anchor. And we are funded now. We are monetized. 99 cents a month. You can support this program. And I would thank you. And thank you, Jonathan, Dorje, Wendell, Jessen, and Oliver Shriek for supporting me. You guys rock. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. (laughs) 